Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th yes. be with you. Me. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about that. I'm happy you said that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, folks, David Molnar here, your photography mentor, and the one, the only, the amazing Rich Coleman. Rich, how are you doing today? I'm doing splendid. I feel great. feels great outside in North Carolina anyway, so feeling good. Good. Feeling great. How about you? Uh, doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm hearing you a little bit, a little bit soft. I'm not sure you're sounding a little far away to me. Hopefully, hopefully I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll try to, I'll try to speak louder. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what was going on there. Um, Hey folks, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. We've got a fun podcast episode for you today, May the 4th. Rich, I do have a question for you. Um, well, it's not really a question. It's more of like a confession. Um, you know, cause I accidentally gave my wife a glue stick instead of a chapstick last night and she still isn't talking to me yeah yeah, yeah. that's good i like that wah, different wah, wah, it's wah. yeah it wasn't like a a joke it was good <laughs> all right awesome well hey thanks we have so many of you guys uh tuning in yeah someone's mentioning my hair david your hair is so different today that's right it is different <laughs> um i jumped in the ocean this morning because you're allowed to celebrating my freedom uh going to get some some things and uh and the other thing is just my hair is getting long man, because I haven't got a haircut since like February and it's May the 4th. So, um, you know, I don't, not all of us break the law like, uh, some people, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to, I'm going to try no to figure out, I'm probably, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try to figure out either, I'm not sure if the salons can open up yet. Maybe they can soon, but I'm going to maybe even just take some clippers and like trim off the sides to make it like, I've always feel skinnier whenever I like trim off the sides. But, um, but yeah, I get this a haircut is, uh, every week, David, every week. That's why I get a haircut. Do you really, you get one every week? No, but if I was rich, I would never wear the same pair of socks twice and I would get a haircut every week. That, that's how I would selfishly you. indulge myself. I've got news for you. You are rich. Hey, uh, your name is, your name is rich. <laughs> it is. Uh, Diane Allen is here, um, from Pensacola. She actually came to our workshop in January. So that's awesome. Um, Carol, Alana, Nancy, two, a couple Nancys, Nancy Jones and Nancy Wade. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys are amazing. Rich, what are we going to do today? What are, what are we going to give away today? We have not even thought or talked about it. So mm. David, what do you want to give away today? Uh, you, you tell me, man, you get to pick rich, rich Coleman gets to pick today. Uh, let's give away. Let's see what they're saying in the, in the, in the comments. And I'm just kidding. We'll randomly pick a brand new Lexus. No, I keep going to Lexus, but I don't know why. For some reason, that's just like a nice car in my head. Let's give away. Hmm. Let's give away your favorite hard drive. Um, okay. Which, which is a Seagate hard drive. There's a lot of people asking hard drive questions. So fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So the last few weeks, we've been talking about C, shoot, edit. Those are the three photography superpowers following those foundational superpowers that you need to learn to take amazing photos every time, learn how to see like a professional photographer, learn how to shoot like a professional photographer, meaning be able to switch your camera from that devil auto mode all the way over to M for manual mode. So you can take manual control of your exposure, your depth of field, uh, whether you're freezing motion or allowing motion in your images. Um, by the way, that manual mode is different than manual focus up here. You can still do autofocus, that's okay. Autofocus is fine, as long as you select where you want it to autofocus on. So when I say manual mode, I'm talking about the exposure, the brightness, okay? Um, and then after doing that, you wanna learn how to edit to recreate the emotion. Last week, we talked about the importance um, of specializing, okay? Um, of specializing and kind of going deeper into learning your specific um, photography passion. Okay. 
And, uh, and you can specialize by, let's say you want to be a landscape photographer, you can specialize by taking courses or workshops or trainings or just practicing um, learning the craft of landscape photography. You could specialize in newborn portraits. You could specialize in you know, natural light portraits in general. You could be a, you know, a senior portrait photographer, a wedding photographer, family portrait photographer, headshot photographer, all in natural light. Okay. There's all sorts of things that you could do. Today, we want to talk a little bit about building um, a business, okay? Or even just building a side hustle, building, making some money on the side. Um, so I think it's going to be a really fun, amazing thing. So I'm not sure if we said this yet, but we are, I know we did say we're going to give away a hard drive today. In order to be eligible to win that, I don't, I don't know if we actually said this yet. All you have to do is just click the share button. If you're watching this on Facebook Live right now, click that share button. Share about this podcast, share it on your profile. And we will randomly draw one of you guys who shares this Facebook Live and one of the people who share it will receive a free five terabyte hard drive to your, at, like at your house, in the mail, yes. if the US Post the Office still exists. Can, the only place you're allowed to go, yeah. <laughs> That's right, that's right. Um, no, no, there's a bunch of states opening up, so I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited for, for you know, people to safely you know, open up the country because there's a lot of hurting people out there and I, I really think that we need to get things going. Um, and so, and I know there's, there's a, uh, I know it's a hot topic, but I want, I want the country to be safe and I also don't want people to uh, be unemployed. I don't want people to be able to take care of their families and, and all sorts of other stuff. So anyways. What a, what a great um, thing to talk about today, making a little extra money. That's because, right. Because, oh, man, I will say, like, I'm not going to say the word easy because I hate that. Like, photographers already get knocked for being creatives and, like, what's your real job? Like, that type of thing. But mm -hmm. it is really, 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 really easy to take a $600 camera and go out and make $600. Like, I dare to say, if you see, shoot, and edit, like the way we are telling you and have taught you and that you can learn, there's no problem at all to, like, make back your investment in photography gear like that. Mm. And as somebody who has a wife who doesn't let me buy anything, and I just <laughs> have to, like, seduce David to buy me cool things, it's really easy to, like, if you really want a lens, like, if you really want the, like, the 100-millimeter macro Canon lens that's $700, which isn't expensive for how great of a lens it is, it's really easy to be like, okay, I'm going to book a shoot, make 700 bucks. It, it's like photography's that thing, and you can do it on the weekends. Like, it's not something you have to devote your full energy to at first until you fall in love with it. So this is a really <laughs> exciting day, podcast-wise, as far as... Figuring out how to making how to make money doing something you love, I mean, there's nothing better. Like, let's say you love surfing, David, and somebody was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you seven hundred dollars this weekend to go surf." That'd be pimp. I'd say, even heck yes, even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though it's like, like for me, like I play music and I'll play at bars here locally, and I don't make very much money at all playing in bars locally, but I love doing it. So they're like, "Hey, go play music. You love it, and we'll give you two hundred bucks." Mm -hmm. Mm. I could do a photo shoot and make two grand on that same time frame, but I'd rather make the mm -hmm. two hundred. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that if it like sets your soul on fire, and you can make money, like personal health wise, you're gonna be a lot happier. I love that. That's such a good word, and it sounds like our uh, listeners are loving this as well. Um, hey, if you guys are you know at all interested, especially coming out of this COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, and shut down and all that stuff like that. If you're at all, if you're interested at all in making some money on the side, um, some money on the side as a photographer, you know, pursuing a passion of yours, it's, I, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're interested in in photography. I, I mean, hopefully that's not a far late. Hopefully, hopefully the reason you're listening to the, the Your Photography Mentor podcast is because. You're interested in photography. So how many of you guys can y'all let me know in the comments if you're interested at all in making a side hustle income? Um, making some money on the side, you know, shooting headshots or selling some landscape prints or shooting weddings or shooting family portraits or uh, shooting portraits for, of people's pets, you know, because some people are able to niche down and really make some good money, you know, doing that. So let me know in the comments if you guys are interested and let me know what, what type of photography you guys are interested in pursuing as a part-time, um, you know, side hustle gig or even full-time. Let me know. Um, let me know what you guys are, are thinking. Um, okay. So Rich, can you tell us a little bit about 
what you did when you started out while people are letting us know um, in the Man, comments. So like the, the, the cool thing is, is me and David couldn't probably be any more different on our stories as far as how we started making money. Uh, hmm. My story, if you listen to back on podcast episode three, is like all about rich episode. But hmm. out of that, when I, my mother-in-law said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to start taking pictures of weddings. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say me taking pictures at weddings over and over and over again, is not what made me successful and made me money. Like me being mm -hmm. relational with the people within my industry is the reason I succeeded. And I'll say this, and this sounds Ooh. really mean, but there are a lot of photographers who are great, who have no idea how to make money, mm. which on the other side of that, there's a lot of photographers who shouldn't be killing it that are worse than you right now listening, making way mm. more money than you because they figured out how to promote and sell. And mm. David, if, if nobody's talking about your business and nobody can see your work, how the heck are you supposed to book anything? Mm. You don't. Yep. Having a billboard on the moon does nothing for all of us here on the earth. You know what I mean? You have to put that mm -hmm. billboard in Times Square where a thousand people are going to see it. I had a friend of mine come by, man, a month ago, young kid. He's 16, one of the best natural photographers I've ever met. Like, he's, he's got it. Like, if mm. he sticks with it, he's got the right personality. And if he learns how to, how to sell, I was like, dude. You got it. You just got to figure out how to sell. You know what I mean? You got to figure out. I said, anytime somebody thinks of you, they need to think of pictures. Like when they think of Mike Leach, they need to think of Mike Leach, the surf photographer. Like they, that mm. their your, your name can't come out of their mouth without photos being attached to it. So I said, when you're on Facebook, you're posting a photo, a good photo, like putting up crap online doesn't do anybody any good. Like the moment I learned that, it changed me forever. Do you want people to associate you with okay photos or the best of what you have? Mm -hmm. You want to be the best version of yourself so that when you decide to sell, it's worth it. And all of you listening right now are like, man, I'd love to make money. I just don't know how. I don't know how much money. You have to, you have to give yourself value before you can charge somebody else that value. If you go into a shoot saying, oh, you know, uh, kind of like the bad photographer that David was. If you come in the room self-doubting. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Oh, do you mean on our posing webinar? I was like, wait, why are you yeah, calling yeah, oh, me a wait, photographer? Sorry, yeah. photographer. They, may not, they may not have seen that, but go ahead. Continue. No. Continue. <laughs> if, you go, if you go in with the negative energy, it's going to come out negative. So you have to go mm. in there like, I'm going to kill this. And you hear people say, fake it till you make it all the time. But man, is that true in this job? The good news is it's digital. Like, you grab that camera, and if you're unsure, you spray and pray. Now, try to shoot with the way we taught you, but that first kiss when I'm shooting it, man, am I I'm like going, you know what I mean, just to make sure I get it. Sometimes the moment is more important than the function. Uh, but if you're constantly learning hmm. and constantly growing hmm. and putting your best foot forward, it's going to be easy to sell. And that's kind of what it's about. And I know that sounds awful and kind of cheesy and sleazy, but selling's where no, it does that. I mean, you, you wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I was able to, before David Molnar hired me off the streets in my box, my homeless, my little homeless food shelter. Before David hired me, I was able to successfully do just photography for 12. No, gosh, 13, 14 years. And my wife has been a stay at home mom for eight of those years. And she worked for me for two years. So, like, we've had single income, photography income only. And if I can do it on a little teeny island, you can do it wherever small town you're in. Because mm. you have to figure out what sells. And you have to figure out what's not going to burn you out. Mm. And I know I'm talking, like, in a crazy circle. But, man, this is just so No, I love it. Me. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts how... As soon as you find this niche, it doesn't feel like work, and you start to you start to fall in love with what you're doing, and that's like again all I care about. And you guys can do it. Like, it's not this super far leap for you to be able to make money, and it's so cool. Like, you can buy a six hundred dollar camera. That's amazing. When I first started, I would spend a thousand, two thousand dollars on a camera, and they sucked. And I, when I say sucked, I mean they were awful. 
Now you spend 600 <laughs> bucks, you get a great, awesome sensor. You can give your client great, awesome photos. Yes. At, like you could start a photography business, David, with a mm-hmm. website, everything you need for under $1,000. Full business. That's your overhead. There's no other company in the world like that, like unless you're going to paint, you know, but it's a lot easier to make money doing this photography thing. And what a time to do it, too, because everybody's hurting with the economy the way it is right now. Everybody's unsure. Everybody would love extra income. And that's exactly what David and I are going to talk about. Man, maybe over the next couple weeks, because photography's great and getting better is great, but getting paid for it is even greater. I agree. Is my microphone still muted? No. Okay, cool. I muted it so that I could raise my <laughs> desk for a second. Um, I just was like, man, I need to stand up for a second. <clears throat> um, I'll stand up for that idea. Yeah, I think that's so good. So, so what I heard you saying, Rich, Richard, was um, you know, being able to get paid. You can make a full-time living as a photographer and even provide you know, as a single-income family to let your wife you know, stay home and raise your kids. Uh, for the last eight years, um, which is amazing. That's an incredible feat. You know, it, it truly is. And um, I remember, I remember uh, some businessmen that I actually really respect from my hometown, and I won't say anyone's names, but I remember them thinking, like I was telling them that I wanted to be a photographer, and they're like, oh man, they like started feeling bad for me right away. They were like, that's a tough way to make a living, you know, like to support a family. And they, they're like owning these big like real estate companies and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and 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 I was and I was like, it was one of those things where it's like, and and I and I love and respect these guys. And they weren't like bashing it. They were just kind of like, well, we we need a new photo for our Christmas card this year. So let me know if you have any pictures of the beach with snow on it and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, okay. But it, it kind of like lit a fire under under my butt a little bit. And I was like, I'm gonna prove to them that you can make a good living as as a photographer. And so you know, for for me, um, you know. I went all in, like I went all in and I burned the ships. Now I was doing other things to try to make money at the time. I was, you know, I drove a truck for a few weeks uh, for a band, you know, when I first moved to Nashville to try to make a little bit, to try to make some money and support ourselves. I got a job at a restaurant for four different, for four days. I went through four days of the training. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, when I was 21 and I was assisting other photographers for years. That ended up becoming a little bit more of my main gig was to assist photographers in those first few years. But by the time I was 23, I think I, I think it was the first year that I had made six figures shooting weddings. It may have been when I was 24, but I think it was when I was 23. Um, and, and so at that moment, I was like, not that I had arrived, but I realized like, wow, if you actually go all in on this thing, then you can really pursue it. So there's a couple of things. You can, you know, if you go all in, then, uh, then you're essentially burning the ships. Maybe you're quitting your job and doing the thing. And now I'm not saying quit your job and go pursue a, a photography career full time. I don't recommend doing it that way. Okay. Unless you already have some business built up and some track record of success. And like you, you already feel like you have some forward movement there. Um, for me, I didn't have a job, so I was just trying to do a bunch of freelance things in, but, but for me, I wanted to make the photography thing happen. But I think it's really important to talk about specializing or to kind of you know, take a cue from last week when we talked about specializing. If you show, well, let me say this. You're only going to sell what you show. And so uh, the, the some people say it this way, only show what you want to sell. And so what I mean by that is if you really want to sell, um, you know, newborn photography, okay, you want to photograph those soft, beautiful pictures of the babies and the flowers or, you know, wrapped swaddling in a manger, I'm kidding, on the bed or whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and you, you know, like, that's what you want to, that's what you want to sell. That's what you want to um, get booked for some gigs in the weekend and make four or 500 back extra bucks doing these photo shoots on the weekends. Then don't make your website, your professional website or your portfolio all about shooting the hard rock band concerts for 
Metallica or whatever <laughs> that doesn't cross over well. You know, like there's yeah. a big disconnect for it's like, well, they got that good, good picture of the guy doing the guitar solo in the blue light, you know, on stage. So therefore, I think, I think Susie could take a good picture of my newborn baby. That doesn't work. Like it doesn't, like there's a big disconnect there. Okay. So when I talk, when we talked about specializing, it kind of goes towards what we're talking about when we, it translates to when we're talking about building a business as well. Okay. You only show what you want to sell. Okay. And it may be that you love shooting landscape photos. I do too. That's awesome. And I have sold some landscape photography prints and there's people that do a really good job at specializing in photographing, you know, landscapes and fine art stuff. And they're selling these beautiful four or $5,000, um, I would say, I almost said paintings, but, you know, framed images that are really amazing pieces of artwork. And they're in the, you know, multi-million dollar homes and all that stuff. That's a cool niche. I didn't ever do that. I never pursued that professionally. But, but if they had those fine art images on their website, and then they also because they're trying to sell that, but then they also were showing pictures of, you know, newborn babies on their website as well. And it's like, either buy this gorgeous fine art, you know, picture of the mountains or this newborn baby portrait. I'm, I'm hoping for that. There's a disconnect there because the people with a $3 million home that are looking for a one, you know, like this really unique piece of art of the mountain landscapes or, you know, the, the Gulf, um, whatever landscape that you're photographing there's going to be a disconnect if they're looking for this piece of art that's natural or nature but yet you're featuring the newborn photography on your website okay there's going to be a disconnect so when we talk about specializing you want to learn how to see shoot and edit like a professional photographer those are the foundational tools okay those are the foundational superpowers you need to be able to be confident in taking manual control of your camera you need to be able to foresee the future and envision what you want your images to be. These are foundational things in photography. Then you learn how to shoot and capture in manual mode what it is that you want to capture and create that in the camera. And then you go and you edit to recreate the emotion that you felt while you're photographing those mountains or that newborn portrait for that brand new mom, whatever it is, okay? You wanna see, shoot, and edit those things. And those foundational things are what we have our courses about in the photo mentorship. And if you guys, I know a bunch of you guys are photo mentorship members. Photo mentorship is our amazing membership community where you can watch unlimited courses on how to use your camera, how to shoot landscapes, on how to shoot uh, natural light portraits, wildlife, Photoshop, whatever it is that you wanna learn. Any skill that you wanna learn in photography, whether it's studio lighting or you know advanced editing, whatever it is, we have all those courses available for unlimited viewing inside the photo mentorship. So if you guys aren't members, go check it out at thephotomentorship.com. So you can learn those foundational superpowers. But once you do learn those foundational superpowers, like Rich was talking about before, you need to learn how to specialize in the, the area that you're passionate about, okay? If you hate shooting newborn portraits, you know, and if you hate babies, like, I mean. Don't do it, if, don't even if do you, it. Don't do it, don't do that. If you only love shooting landscapes, do that. That's great. Okay. Have, you I, should have I ever told you my my switchfoot story, David? This this you might find this hilarious and funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It, it, go, it goes with what you're saying. I I shot switchfoot once. Huge concert. There were like eight thousand people there, and I was talking to Drew Shirley, the guitar player, and we connected. Man, like when you connect with somebody, you're like, okay, I got this. I only had Coleman Shop's wedding business cards with me. So here I am at a concert, and I have to give this dude a wedding business card mm. going to a wedding website. Long story short, that, that conversation went nowhere. It was like, okay, cool. Like That dude in the band does not want to see a bunch of people getting married on a beach. Those brides do not want to see that I'm this cool guy that shoots concerts. So you have to find out who you're selling to and sell to them. Mm. So easiest way to do that, if you love shooting landscapes, be suesmithlandscapes.com. Sue and if you do weddings too, be suesmithlandscapes.com. <laughs> it's, okay it's okay to do both things. Just point them 
in the direction that you want them to go because that band immediately thought I was lame because I shot weddings. Like as mean and as judgy as that was, that's a, that's exactly what they thought. They were like, "Oh, this guy's well, a wedding photographer." You weren't you you know you weren't positioned to be specialized in in bands, you know. Oh, no. But but it's the you only you only show what you're gonna sorry you only show what you want to sell. Okay, and so you should build the portfolio that represents the the direction or the the area of expertise that you want inside of photography. So not only should you pursue learning how to you know photograph landscapes if that's what you're interested in, but you should also build up your portfolio for that because if that's the thing that you want to sell as a side business side hustle income, then you want to only show landscapes, okay? You want to specialize in that specific thing. Now, to Rich's point where you could have, like I at one point had davidmolnarweddings.com and I also had davidmolnar.com. Davidmolnar.com was to, was, to was to showcase the stuff that I thought was cool, like concerts and album cover photography and et cetera. And, uh, ooh. And davidmolnarweddings.com was obviously specifically for brides, you know? And so I think maybe some brides would think it's cool that you would shoot concerts. But if the only thing that you're, that you're showing is like concert photos, you're like, I don't know if they can do a good job photographing my wedding, you know? So if I have a website dedicated to davidmolnarweddings.com, which I don't even know if that's still a website anymore. Um, yeah, I've, I've looked, it. I haven't looked at it in years. And I'm pretty sure I still own the domain name. We switched that eventually to davidandtammy.com, which I literally haven't checked in a long time because we're not trying to shoot weddings at the moment. Um, but anyways, um, having a website, davidmolnarweddings.com, was where we would point brides to. And that's what they would share. That was what was on our watermark when we deliver images for our clients to only look at... Um, Sorry, when we were delivering images for our clients that were watermarked, that were resized for them to share on Facebook and social media and all these other places, they were watermarked with davidmonerweddings.com so that when people would see those images, they would go straight to the place that I wanted them to go. But keep in mind, I don't recommend like just starting a bunch of different websites right away. No. I, I would prefer, and I think it would be better for you if you pick a specific photographic genre or a niche and just go all in on that one thing. Because as the wise... Um, Spanish proverb, I believe, uh, said, if you chase two rabbits, both will escape. Okay. So it's hard to pursue two different niches at the same time. It's hard to market two different companies or brands at the same time. Okay. It's like, really hard. Like, like the funny thing is, is like when, when I think of my friend, Whitney Norco, she is an amazing baby. Like she shoots with a camera, the most amazing pictures of babies. She's also a world-class wedding photographer and landscape photographer. But when I think of Whitney Norco in my mind, mm. I think of world-class baby photos. When I think of Genevieve Stewart, I think of world-class wedding photos. So it, even right. though I know these people can do anything, they've branched out and extended that arm. And like they grabbed a hard hold of that vine to swing on. And they're able to make a, like a living with it because like everybody does multiple things. I build guitars. Like I'm awful at it, but it's fun, but it's not like I'm making crazy money selling guitars because I'm not Rich Coleman, the guitar builder. I'm Rich Coleman, the photographer. And like we said a couple podcasts ago, as soon as you say, I'm freaking Rich Coleman, the photographer, mm -hmm. and you own that in your mind, that's mm -hmm. when the ball starts to really roll forward. And you almost Absolutely. have to figure out which way that ball is rolling because that's when it starts to go fast. Man, I really, I really want to hit a, I want to, I want to talk about that. So bring me back there in a second when you say I'm Rich Coleman, the photographer, because um, there's something powerful when you, when you announce to the world that you are a photographer, or when you start believing that, even if you don't have full faith in that. So I want to talk about that in a second. Amanda Prater asked this question on Facebook Live. Why wouldn't you show everything you have in your portfolio? Wouldn't you want to reach different types of people? Um, when I personally look at other photographers or artists who are only doing one thing, it's limiting. You're right, but you're right, it is limiting. But that's the point. It's not that you can't pursue landscapes. It's not that you can't pursue other, you know, wildlife photography or something if you want to be a wedding photographer, as an example. But here's the deal. We talked about this. I think we talked about this last week in our specializing uh, talk. Would you want to hire a doctor, a heart surgeon, who moonlights as a plumber? 
who does plumbing during the week and he does heart surgery occasionally on the weekend. Heck no, I don't want to hire that person. Okay. So when you're talking about people, um, cause here's the deal. Here's, here's, here's where it is in photography. Listen, I grew up pretty broke. Love my parents, but we just didn't have tons of money. We were fine. Like we never wanted for food or clothing or something, but we didn't have extra. Okay. And so for me, I, um, that, that was the people that I associated with. Love all my friends from my hometown. Love all, all our family. I'm just saying we weren't like the wealthy elite people. Okay. Um, okay. What's that? We're, so we're, you're the, a, you're we're, we're the, we're the pogs. You need to watch. I did. I did watch the first couple of episodes. I want to, I want to continue more. It's just getting interesting with the, finding the treasure and all that stuff. Um, the pogs and the kooks. That's so funny. There's so many, there's so many funny things about that. Here's the deal. Um, I didn't understand the way that the wealthy work, or I should say interact, or I didn't understand the ways of the wealthy, I should say. I didn't understand, um, I couldn't justify, I didn't understand why people would spend more money on certain things or why they would pay outrageous amounts of money for uh, certain things until I started rubbing shoulders with those types of people. And, um, and, and, and it's one of those things where I've noticed this is as I've gotten older and a little bit more set in my ways and as I've made better money for the last 10 or 15 years of you know, being a photographer is that I started realizing that I valued people who are really good at their craft. And I started really valuing people who are experts at specific niches. And I started valuing and I started being like, I am fine to pay extra money or extra money, just good money or higher price for better quality shoes. That's the reason that um, I buy, uh, what are these, Olukais, because they're, they're 70 bucks or something, and they're, they're, a lot awesome. more, they're a lot more expensive than, you know, the cheap $10 flip-flops at Walmart, or even, I think maybe Reefs have some good ones or whatever. But like, basically, I was wearing these crappy flip-flops for a long time, and I put my feet in Olukais once, and I was like, oh, Olukai, my eyes have been open. Um, I was trying to pun there, but it didn't really work. I know, it did um, not land. Only, you know, I can always Olakai again. I can always try, try again. Always anyways, try. Yeah. Um, okay. um, anyways, once I started realizing like, wow, there's this, there's this world out there of like better quality stuff that gives me a <laughs> totally just eating over there, Rich. I love it. It was my foam. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, no, it's great, man. You just eat it. Well, eat I'm saying like, here's, here's the thing that I'll say too. Imagine you just bought a brand new Mercedes and the check engine light comes on. Now, I'm going to make this local for me. I could take it to Wanchi's and let the good old boy fix it, and that'll be cheaper, and it might get fixed. Or I could take it back to the next state where I bought it, to the Mercedes dealership, and have them fix it. Do you have a Mercedes? No, because (laughs) you're my boss. You're my boss. I definitely do not have a Mercedes. But people that have Mercedes are going to take it to the more expensive place. Like, you Hmm. think, oh... The people won't spend the money. People will spend the money. And uh, like to make, there's somebody on right now, a friend of mine, Luke. Luke is watching this right now. He doesn't get art. Like, I love Luke, but he just, like, he doesn't get art, the value of art. So, like, he would never pay thousands of dollars for a photo. And mm. that's fine. Like, I had 50 people last year pay me $4,000 to shoot their wedding. You know what I mean? There are people out there. It just might not be everybody. Does mm-hmm. that make, like, so that's the thing when you're like, when you specialize and you niche down, sometimes the more you niche down, the more money you can make. But me personally, even though I don't have a lot of money, I feel a lot better taking my car to a, a reputable dealership like that made my car because I'm going to get better service, mm. better quality, and I'm going to be taken care of. And that's what you have to do as a photographer. As a photographer that's charging money, you have to be the better service, the better quality, and you have to take care of your people. And that's huge. That's great. And I love that. I love the, um, you know, the, the luxury car analogy of like, you're going to, once you have something nice, you really want to take care of it. Once you have it nice, of. yeah. Yeah. If you have a yeah. brand new car, you're not going to take it to that, you know, where you used to take your 1994 Jeep Cherokee to. You're not going to take it to the same mechanic at the end of the road or your neighbor. So I want to, I want to kind of circle back on something I was talking about uh, a few minutes ago was I did, I wasn't aware. Like what I guess I'm trying to say is like, we grew up like buying the cheapest crap possible pretty much all the time. And I just didn't understand like why you would pay more money for certain things. Why you pay $70 for a pair of flip flops versus 20. Like, why would you do that? 
Who in the world would do that? My, and my dad would tell me, because he, he would do this with his tools, because my dad's a craftsman, and he would do this with his tools. He's like, I'm too broke to buy, to buy cheap crap. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So with his tools, he would always invest in stuff that was really good, because he's like, I can't afford to spend the time and the money to keep on fixing cheap crap. And so that was one thing that I did learn. I learned a million things, so my dad's amazing. But I'm saying that was one of the things where we were, where we would invest in. But when it came to some other things, uh, it wasn't so much that way. So here's my point. There are people out there like me now at this phase of my life um, where we have made good money uh, for the last 15 years. Um, I would rather pay money to have peace of mind and to know that things are done right, okay? And to have higher quality that I know stuff is going to last for longer. And especially like, you know, we had our wedding photographer that shot our wedding was a sweetheart, but she, like none of the photos from the reception turned out. And a lot of the other day, like we got okay photos. Like a lot of things were shot with a fisheye lens that entire day. A fisheye distorts things, makes people look wider. You know, like you take a portrait of someone's fisheye and they're going to look like this. Right. Well, how much it's did you not- pay for your last family portrait? I mean, now that you're making money, how much did you pay for your last <laughs> family session? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, in fact, I still owe you a memory card because you gave me the memory card to download. Oh, um, jerk. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I pay a lot because now, now, because I think that that convinced me to put you on salary because you're such a freaking good photographer. I was like, I need Rich to come help take care of our students. So I paid a lot for that. That's a really expensive photo uh, shoot. Okay. Now that I really uh, think about okay. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, I pay, yeah. Anyways, uh, here, here's, here's the point, bringing that back around. There are people out there that are happy to pay good money for the best, okay? For the best. There's times these days where I'm like, where I, I basically, I will go to stores sometimes and be like, what is the best thing you have? And I'm looking for the most expensive on certain types of things if I know that I want that peace of mind. Now, that is not everyone out there, but there are people like that. And that's the type of clientele that you would want. People that are like, I want to pay the best. I want to know that I have the best. And I want to feel confident in my purchase because this is a long-term investment. Those are the type of clients that pay that like actually respect you the most you said luke doesn't care about art like no offense not trying to yeah, throw luke I, over like the bus. Luke. I like luke a lot. Uh, yeah yeah he no got, he, he got off right after i said that i was like great now he's oh sure. yeah i better text him <laughs> sure. um yeah no i'm just saying there are people that maybe don't value it but the people that like the type of clientele that i'm talking about and we can talk more about this in future episodes the type of clientele that I'm talking about gladly like respect you and will gladly pay you what you're asked and not haggle you for it. And then they're going to love and appreciate and respect your images. They're going to give you the most re- leeway and they're going to take your advice and your opinions. And you say, I think we should be here at this time because the light's bad and blah, blah, blah. And I think you should wear these outfits, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yes, whatever you say, Susie, because you're the best and we respect you. That's the type of clientele that you want because they gladly pay you what you're worth. They respect you. They're not haggling you. And they're not like, they're not giving you a bad experience. Always kind of wondering. So when you charge cheap for something or when you give someone a deal, guess what's in the back of their mind? They're thinking, I got to micromanage the crap out of this person because the reason they're doing this for cheap is probably because they're going to round some corners. Okay? Or and then, so, right, or that you're not good. They don't feel confident. If, if I don't pay a lot of money, like when I'm having guys work in my house and I don't pay a lot of money on something, uh, where like I get a good deal, I'm always like, what are they going to do? Like, why is it so cheap? That's the question that's in the back of their mind. Why is it so cheap? And then so they're watching, they're micromanaging. Hey, you're gonna, you know, you, you're gonna, you're gonna make sure that's like sturdy. That the thing you're building oh, yeah. over there. We're gonna make sure this is gonna. And you're like, crap, is this gonna fall in? Like I had some guys put some patio stones in our backyard recently, and I got some quotes that were really expensive, and I got some quotes that were like reasonable. And the whole time, because I did, I went with someone that was reasonable. Uh, but at that time, and it wasn't the cheapest, but it was, it was just more reasonable than like maybe the highest. Um, like patio stones are patio stones, right? Photography is not photography. That's, that's the point. There's difference there. Flip-flops are not flip-flops. Um, but someone could potentially... <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing at you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, say, I'm saying $70 flip-flops are not $20 flip-flops. There's a big difference. Um, yeah. And 
uh, uh, you know, a ten thousand dollar wedding photographer versus a five hundred dollar wedding wedding photographer, that is not the same. That is a, a massive disparity. The guy who is an expert heart surgeon that does it all day, every day, and is world renowned, that is a different thing than a plumber who occasionally does heart surgeries on the weekend. Okay, so I know we talked about in this episode how we we'd build a thing and you could have a part time in uh, part time in. A part-time income and all these different things, and that's fine. You still can do that, but here's the point, okay? It doesn't mean that you can't have your day job, um, you know, wherever it is that you work during the week, and then also have a photography brand that looks classy and specialized in shooting newborn portrait photography, you know, that you schedule shoots on Saturdays, okay? It doesn't mean that you can't do both, but to, I forget the the, the person's uh, the name of the person who asked the question earlier. But if you show all these things, guess what? Someone like me is not going to hire you because I see, I see a generalist, a jack of all trades. And the people that have good, that, that have money in this world, the people, the type of clients that you want to attract, because you don't want to attract, attract cheap, broke people who are going to micromanage the crap out of you. That's not who you want to attract. Rich knows that because Rich and I both have had those brides where the mother-in-law or the, the mother of the bride and the, the family were like micromanaging and, like, and, and they're, they're, uh, they're haggling. It's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, when, when somebody doesn't want to pay you or like wants you to make a deal on your own prices, like you never say yes. If somebody tries to talk you into half price, just run away. I'm going to give you one more analogy for the day. This is my last analogy for the day. I can't help it. My mind thinks in analogies. My friend who's an expert hardwood floor, the guy who put these hardwood floors down, his guys show up in uniforms mm. with their name tag mm. in a Mercedes Sprinter van, and they look awesome. And he mm. says, now, my competition shows up in a white beat-up truck with Ace Hardware letters on it, like letters you buy that, for mailboxes, like Joe's Flooring. He said, they do great work. But when I show up to do a quote or those guys show up to quote, who – do you, how do you make your client feel more comfortable? Like, do you feel better mm. letting these those people in your house? You know what I mean? Like, and he looked wow. at me and he said, yeah. look like a million dollars, charge a million dollars. And that changed mm. the way I dress at weddings. Like, I dress super awesome at weddings because I learned, you know, that was a, a principle that I took to heart. So mm. I know we've kind of talked in like crazy circles today, but that's that's business and that's building. Like, Dude, that's so good. I love that analogy. Like that's, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, it, it like and it makes perfect sense. Like when I my electrician comes over like in an awesome, like like sweet vinyl wrapped truck, I'm like, okay, I trust this guy. Just like I'm not gonna follow him and look around and be like, bro, go in my attic, run the wires. You obviously know what you're doing. I'm gonna leave. But like if somebody shows up and they're like missing four teeth and like have a bandana on their head, I'm gonna be like, uh, Lauren, hide the <laughs> Oh wait, I don't buy you nice jewelry. Hide the kids. Like I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like, hide you shouldn't have to <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. It's yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. And so, basically, here's the thing: you, some of you guys might be saying, and I haven't read all the all the comments here yet, but some of you guys might be saying, "Well, how do you start out? You can't start off charging ten dollars, ten thousand dollars a wedding. Like you've got to get a portfolio and all these different things." And I think that's the the type of things we should start off in the next few weeks. Is we should talk about maybe in the next episode of the podcast is how to build confidence, how to build a portfolio, how to start booking gigs, how to start, you know, um, because there's a difference between how to try to pick up and accelerate, pick up some momentum, and then being an established photographer who will haggle with people and drop their price in half and stuff. Because there is some things and flexibility that you need to have in the beginning. And I think we should yeah. talk about that potentially next week because there's probably some some um, some things that they can do to start booking gigs, start building portfolios, and unfortunately, um, you know, kind of figuring out how to get around and skirt the issue of like, you know, dropping your price or doing free shoots and stuff like that. Because sometimes that stuff is necessary in the beginning when you're building a portfolio. But would Rich right now as an established wet professional photographer of 13 years, would he haggle with someone and drop his price in half? No. Yeah. Heck no. But, it, you know, but you know what's awesome is when I give somebody a free shoot now, they're like... They'll hire you full time. Holy crap. This guy, <laughs> this, guy, this guy builds $500 an hour and he's... He's doing this for free for me. So like I'm mm. able to be more generous because mm. I didn't let people abuse me, you know, or I learned how to stop letting people abuse me. And I'm not saying if you're not good, charge a million dollars. I'm saying get good as you figure out this journey of like the next couple of weeks of what we're going to teach you. Because mm. yeah, if you don't have any pictures of babies on your website, 
shoot your sister-in-law's new baby for free, give them mm-hmm. amazing work so that you have something to be, use as a portfolio. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm not, I'm not saying like be cocky out the gate. I'm just saying like, just don't let people abuse you because I promise there's nothing worse than being taken advantage of. Like, I feel it like sucks. whether yeah. somebody disappoints you, like it, it follows you in the business world. When somebody takes advantage of you, just you feel like crap and then you don't want to work for them. Then when you're editing, you're having to look at their stupid face the whole time. And it's just like, eh, I hate these people. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's really good advice. I think we should continue this conversation into next week and talk about booking your first gigs, bu- building confidence, booking your first gigs, and also how to not get abused, you know, or taken advantage of when you're starting this out. Cause I think it's very relevant. I think so many people are in different positions. Um, you know, whether, whether they're having to work from home so that maybe they have more flexibility at coming out of this, you know, stay at home orders and all this stuff, or maybe some of you guys lost your job and you need to learn how to book some gigs. I think over the next few weeks, we're going to continue to talk about how to build confidence, how to book your gigs, how to, um, you know, how to start making some part-time income or transition full-time. So I think this could kind of be a cool subject that we could kind of continue on and go a little bit deeper each week on. Does that sound good for you guys? Yeah, I do. I will Rich, Rich, Rich there in the back. What do you think? I want to make sure before you do any of this, because we've talked a lot about how to make money, you have to do the first three things. You have to, Mm. have to, have to, have to, have to learn how to shoot, see, shoot, and edit like a photographer. Um, David has done an amazing job building a course showing you, okay, this is my Nikon camera. This is how I shoot. This is my Canon camera. This is my Sony camera. He's taught you from every perspective how to do these things. And if you haven't done it, learn your tools like don't just grab a hammer and start swinging and praying for the best (laughs) learn learn if you're going to charge people you know it's worth the investment of you know spending a little bit of money the cost of a pizza to learn this stuff so right i'm just going to preface by that because god it's so hard learning the wrong way like i did like just fumbling through shoots and threats of lawsuits like so you know i mean just like don't like please learn from our mistakes that's that's what i'm saying right yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, yeah, but we do have a, we do have a winner and we, we do have that. Let's do it. Let's talk about the winner. So, Hey, thank you guys so much for, um, you know, for tuning in today. We're going to be giving you a free hard drive to one of you guys who shared this, uh, who shared this free training or this free podcast that we're recording right now. And in the next few weeks, we're going to go even deeper and talk about how you can start you know, booking gigs, how you can build confidence, how you can make sure you don't get taken advantage of, and how you can start building towards getting that clientele that is amazing, that, you know, pays you what you're worth without asking, that buys extra canvases and prints and albums, if that's what you want to do. And um, also that, you know, validates you and really is looking for the best. So I think you can do that even part-time. I think you can do that even part-time. I don't think you have to go full-time if you don't want to. I think you can keep your day job during the week and book some weekend gigs or after hours gigs um, and still be positioned as someone who specializes in the specific area that you want. And we're going to talk about that in the next few weeks. And but that's, thank that's you. Super, that's super exciting for us because like I've personally done that with people. I've personally mm-hmm. been like, Hey, you're a decent photographer. Let's teach you how to make money. And then they like message me later. Like, Oh my God, like I booked my first wedding. And then they're like, Oh my God, like I quit my job. Like yeah, there's no wow. better phone call in the world than when I get that from somebody. And I mean, I've done that personally, so I know David's success stories have to be through the roof, but it's really fun watching people graduate our program into full-time success. Love That's kind of what it, it is. It's, yeah. Success is the best thing I can give you. Mm, love it. So good. Um, all right, so we're going to announce this winner um, for the free hard drive, and uh, also want to encourage you guys, if you have not, if you want to learn how to see, shoot, and edit, go check out thephotomentorship.com. Okay, go check out thephotomentorship.com. Join our amazing mentorship and you know, stream unlimited courses and ask us unlimited questions. It's really amazing. Ask me questions every five minutes and I try to answer them all as quick as I can. <laughs> Even I at have, 3 a.m. Yeah, it's true. I do a lot of questions. <laughs> but uh, you know, just don't be right. stuck in the middle, man. Did you see what I did there? Uh, no, you didn't see the winner yet, jerk. Ah, I gotcha. How hard did you come up with that joke? Oh, all right. Uh-huh. The winner, David, I'll let you announce it. I'll do the drum roll. The winner is Howard Middleman. Middleman. So you said, don't be the middleman. Yeah, it's awesome. So I said, Howard, are you doing it? So congrats, Howard Middleman. 
Um, Howard Middleman, you have won the free hard drive. You're awesome. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I look forward to the next few weeks when we continue to talk about how to build a photography side hustle or even full-time career. You guys are amazing. We love y'all. Have a fantastic day. You. We'll see you next week on the podcast. I oh, hey, one, one other thing. We have, a free, we have a free webinar training tomorrow at 11 a.m. my time. And hopefully, ho hopefully we have a link. It's, it's about shooting stunning natural light portraits. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to specifically talk about um, my three, I call them my three secret formulas for shooting professional quality portraits, okay? Because finding that light is so important to be able to have that gorgeous light that comes in and, um, and be able to... Um, be able to, you know, craft amazing, um, amazing, uh, portraits. Uh, and so if you guys, I just sent you, I just, yep. And we're going to be giving away a free camera on that, right? What, what camera are we giving away? No, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're giving away a lens, I believe. Portrait. Oh, right. My bad. Yes. A lens. I'm getting my web, my web classes. You're right. We're giving away an 85 millimeter lens, right? Let's give away a car. Are we giving an 85? We're giving an 85 for portraits. So not this one, not the L-series one, but we're giving away an amazing lens, you know? Not the $2,000 yeah, version. I think we're giving away like a $500 version or something, four or yeah, five hundred. We're giving away yeah. um, dealer's choice Canon or Nikon or whatever um, of an 85 millimeter lens because tomorrow we're teaching all about, give it a, like, if you had to talk about what you're teaching tomorrow in 10, 20 seconds, David, how would you, how would you, sell me, let me hear you. Sell me on this. Make me want to share um, it, even though I have to be there. I was going to type in this comment real quick. Enter to win, oops, a lens. Um, okay, cool. Um, I just posted that. I think our team had posted it as well. Um, if I had to, to summarize in three, in three seconds, um, we're gonna essentially be talking about the formulas um, for how to find stunning natural light and to be able to capture professional quality portraits. That's essentially what we're gonna talk about. I'm not gonna give anything away because tomorrow at 11 a.m. East uh, Central Time, 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern Time, we'll be teaching it live. Me and Rich will be coming at you. And one of you guys who are on live will win a lens, okay? We love you guys. Have a fan. My lens. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Hopefully we'll see a bunch of you all tomorrow. And uh, go get some vitamin D. That's really important. All right? Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.